scoop deep poop doody whoop scoop poop get out poop scoop poop doody whoop scoop poop giddy up poop scoopy me Fantastic with all the 
Bitches, you on Brainwash Radio Hollywood, I'm just saying.
insane people for insane objects. Objective. Hey, I should make a, uh, I should, I don't mean to interrupt the fun, but uh, this is a breaking news story, a serious news story. What? A plane has crashed into the World Trade Center. You're kidding! <laughs> Everybody's talking about now. I want peace. 
gifts now. What? We could get gifts now if we wanted to. Oh, you fucking donkey! <laughs> wow. And the left wing talk about giving the power to the people. You know, anybody knows that the people have the power. All we have to do is awaken the power in the people. The people are unaware. It's like they're not educated to realize that they have power. Well, we are the government. The people are the government. The people have the power. I know. I know we got people who got to get up tomorrow and go to work. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right, so maybe I can just move in here at a 
us to rent. Is that possible? Yeah, you could just rent out our bathtub. <laughs> your life is led, or you are in the pursuit of art in many different ways. I think I use art as a superpower to protect myself in a capitalistic world, and then I give it as a gift to other people, and also I can use it to. Make money. <laughs> People were, were saying, when you talk to uh, Kanye, how would you describe your look? And, and what I came up with was, you're aware of Howard Hughes, and you're aware that he went through a period where he was a uh, recluse and disappeared, and there was a guy named Melvin Dumars who was driving through the desert in Nevada, and an old coot-like guy waves down Melvin Dumars, and Melvin Dumars picks him up and takes him where he's going, and it turns out the guy was Howard Hughes. Now listen, uh...
Cigarette butts were always pollution, and big tobacco never made amends. Instead, they blamed people who smoke. We didn't litter. It was them. But who created microplastic filters? Big tobacco did. An evil lie we'll never forget.
Keep the change, dude. Thanks. Like Radio on the sunset stripping. Hey, 
got you in the brain. again off again relationship with wanting to fly and I can certainly say the first 10 years of my life I was obsessed with the idea of flying and the idea that I could possibly fly like Superman I think at age two I jumped off the second level of a, a stairwell balcony type thing an overhang thinking I could fly and I landed on my back on the floor below but I had this idea too that if I just believed hard enough or believed enough that somehow the power of flight would, you know, come into my body and I could take off like Superman. I didn't really believe so much in superheroes who could fly. I was a Marvel Comics boy. More it would be, I like the superheroes who could jump from building to building. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be Mary Poppins. So one day, I went outside in the rain with my umbrella and jumped from the top of the stairs. And I jumped and I jumped and jumped. No matter how many times I tried and no matter how many times I jumped, I could never get that umbrella to pick me up enough to fly. I can also remember trying to jump off a wall near my house when I was a kid with an umbrella to see if I could fly. Well, I have to admit that 
actually have a superpower. And what it's about is levitating. I can levitate just a tiny bit. Levitating is not like it is in the comic books. It, it just, that takes way too much power. The way to get around that is to levitate a tiny bit and then push off with your other foot. I was standing in my parents' living room, my, my home living room, and my, everyone was looking at me. I was kind of a center of attention, but it wasn't any specific event. But I could do this thing, like this trick, where I was just standing there, and then I would just, all I would do is sort of tits, and I'd be floating and hovering about two feet above the carpet, and I could just tip in space and like start to float and it was very cool though if i could do it i would love to be able to do it because you just tip and suddenly you're like hanging <laughs> in mid space it's very it was very cool i don't know if anything else like it really it also felt like something easy to do feeling weightless but it was almost like it was just kind of a natural stage like, this was just one of the things that you could do. It wasn't really treated as something, you know, to brag about. It was just a kind of part of a broader skill set there, you know. But weirdly, I only ever flew completely horizontal, I guess with my arms by my side, rather than like Superman, but hands out forward, you know. Always about a foot and a half off the ground, so I'd be moving slowly through the air but it was only like a foot and a half so it's, and I, i've told people about that especially family and stuff and they, they, they just laughed as if it was like the most ridiculous thing but it seemed like such a waste of effort to to bother to get to with that thought keep it in mind there's gonna be a second part of this or there might not be i don't know you're on the brain yeah, we are back on part two with some people like us. I can fly, check it out. I was either extremely naive or extremely optimistic because I actually believed that you could levitate. The experience is that you sit and you meditate and of course it's very calming when you meditate. And then you do the sutra, which means that you plant a specific thought it's like dropping a stone in the pond. And the idea is that when the mind is really settled, the sutra is like an intention, activates the body, and the body will just get a blip of energy, lifts the body up, and then it comes down. And it's very energizing, extremely energizing, because it's a bit like plugging yourself into the light socket on a kind of more subtle plane. It's very exhilarating, fantastical. Really? Fantastic. And again, it wasn't as if I were flying, because when you think of flying, you think of Superman with his arms out, sort of parallel to the ground. And I was upright. I wasn't even sort of in an arc. No, no. I was just this person, wee, right across the terrain, just about a foot and a half above it, whenever I wanted to, for as long as I wanted to, without expending the least bit of energy. 
So this is where it gets weird. As the sun is shining onto my face and my eyes are closed, this is where the flying begins. I would be in a regular standing pose, my legs firmly on the ground, and I would begin to pump my hands downward as if pushing the ground away from me. I kept up with this motion until I started to lift off the ground. I could feel myself lifting off the ground. So I kept making the motion with my arms pushing down. And as I slowly opened my eyes, I could see that go I back, was go, go. moving upward and around. And all of a sudden, I started flying around the room, doing somersaults around the top of the, uh, cool, the ceiling near the ceiling. I'll let them know, the for sure. Oh, there they are already. Fly to the cool, top cool. of the, to the ceiling. I need to see them leave that way. Just hovering up and down to reach the ceiling. I try to <coughs> then venture out of the room and I would fly out of my bedroom and then out through the window, through the window of the bungalow where I was brought up and be over the top of the houses. Looking over houses, then again with a mental effort traveling and moving across the landscape. Pulling upwards with my arms like treading water but there was always a lag time in what my body was able to do. So if I banked to the left, uh, I wouldn't work, and then I would try something else. And by the time I thought that that something else would have worked, then I would start banking to the left. Um, I had little control over moving sideways, though if I really applied myself and tried hard, I was able to. But I settled into a kind of backwards maneuver by which I had a great view of where I'd been but a terrible view of where I was going. I could see all of the action below. It was the same scenery, but it was above trains. Yeah. Usually, yeah. it's always nighttime. Yeah. It was always nighttime. It was always nighttime. Always moonlit nights. And I was observing everybody that's, that's, that's and. Really their usual yeah. activities. Yeah, the so five five just five taking in the world. Yeah, this is fine. You know, that was the, yeah. the revelation. I wanted to get the five pack. Is it already got four. Nah, that's only Finally, five hours yeah. later, yeah. you yeah. could look at it yeah. from like another the one heights just, above. I'm going to take one of these. And even sometimes someone yeah. would glance up and notice that I was in the sky. It's all good. It's all good. I wanted to make sure, though. I wanted to make sure. Out, braced for impact. It's a twister. It's a twister. 
everything went black. When I came to, I could smell smoke. I started to yell, fire, fire, there's a fire. Everyone get out of the house, wake up. My entire family rushed out of their rooms. They could smell the smoke. My dad called the fire department and we all waited outside while they put out a small attic fire that somehow started from our wood stove. The damage was minimal and we were very lucky. cheaper. Apparently no one flies if they don't have to on that day. And in LA, the planes tend to take off towards the ocean, turning around to head east once airborne. It was after dusk as we took off, and as the plane turned around, I could see across the entire LA basin. We were soaring above every public and private fireworks display. I flew above the buildings, and the whole time thinking about how long it has taken for cars to fly and how lucky I am to be in the first one known to man. And as these thoughts started to enter my mind, I noticed one taller building in the distance with an antenna adorned with red and white blinking lights. And it seemed to be beckoning me. So I zoomed closer and I started circling around it. It seemed to be a good place to land. So as I circled in a little bit more, I made a nice soft landing on top of this building. So after I landed, I turned off the car and stepped out. I somehow knew that this building was important. This is the patent office and I just knew it. I also sensed that others knew that I had landed. So as I'm standing there, Looking out onto the city below me, I triumphantly stated, Finally, the future is here! The future, uh, everything about to change. That's the thing about air travel, everything is about to change when you're in a plane. Because you're going somewhere else. And this was instilled in me very young. So I had from a very early age the sense that things can change, they will change. And aircraft are the key to that. But air travel, the romance of air travel. Welcome on board, good afternoon,
Now we're just pushing back from the gate. The plane moves slowly and majestically around the apron, as if in a stately ritual. We wait like a huge bird, pondering the right moment. The sun is hot through the window. Painted yellow lights snake below us on the tarmac. Suddenly, we're in position. A smaller airliner glides down onto a parallel runway. There's a low, soft roar. It builds as we edge forward. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Then, with increasing velocity, we trundle on faster. And it feels not fast enough. We need lots and lots of runway. Faster, faster, faster. Now it feels fast. And we gently tilt upwards and steer towards the blue. Faster and faster. And as I went faster and faster, I could feel ascending. I was flapping and flapping and fluttering and fluttering. And I finally let go of the branch and boosted off. Sand of the airplane and the noise, you know, I remember the noise of the airplane and the rumble of the great jets, the great engines firing up, roaring through the engine, the airframe, the rattling of the airframe as it takes off, the sense of the massive tons of weight lifting. That just that process of seeing the perspective shift from being on the ground where everything looks like it normally does. Do you recall uh, remembering, noticing the curve of the Earth? And then everything is somehow transformed into a... It's more of a feeling. It's a beautiful feeling of just this interconnectedness. You start to see the connections everything has to other things. The mundane daily world that you're in start to turn into uh, something that seems much larger and um, somehow special or extraordinary.
in this experience, a lot of thoughts happened simultaneously. I can remember thinking, this is actually quite normal what's happening, so I shouldn't be trying to swim. I should just sort of go with the flow. Uh, and also that it was hardly surprising. the brave bitches.
Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's, that's it. That's, that's a lot of it. But that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got But we're gonna go here real quick. Alright. We're gonna go daddy. We're gonna do daddy. So here we go. Oh, father's in
Brainwash Radio, baby. Brainwash Radio. Let's go here. Here we get this one. What's this one? This one. Oh, shit. What? No. Yeah, I know. This one, this one, this one. We were starting war If only to impress If I was shooting stars If only to forget
Special remix by Five Strong. I love LA. Check it out. Thank you. 